0: It takes two to make a thing go right. It takes two to make it out of sight.
1: Hit it. (laughs) I want to rock right now. I'm Rob and I came to get down. I'm not internationally known, but I know I'm known to rock the microphone because I get stupid. Stupid. I I mean outrageous. outrageous. (laughs) Stay away from me if you're contagious because I'm the winner. No, I'm not the loser. To be the MC is what I choose. Ladies love me. Girls adore me. I mean, even the ones who never saw me like the way that I rhyme at a show. The reason why, man, I don't know. So let's go cuz it, it takes two, two to make, to make, make it a thing go right, right. It, it takes two, two to make it, it out of sight outside. that's it, it takes Lori. Two to kill this song. <laughs> that's, that's <laughs> it we have to kill it from there Oh, welcome back, everybody. It's been a little bit of a break. I think it's been about three weeks since I've been on the show or I've done the wow. show. I, I, I actually, I just took a...
0: What have you been doing, man? I
1: did, I've been doing a bunch of other stuff, but I just like, I wanted to actually take a break. So I apologize for everybody that there wasn't a sh- new show every single week for the last three weeks. And well, it's on just,
0: behalf of everyone, we welcome you back.
1: Thank you very much. It's been lots of fun to take I a see. little break, but then there's been a lot of interesting things going on. And Lori, welcome back to the show. Thank you. Thanks for coming back on the show and making My the track pleasure. out this way and we've got a little guess a fourlated Four-legged yes. guests.
0: My baby girl where, where Bella's with me Where is she? Where is she? She's, she's, she's right there Is she
1: quiet now? She is she's we've, we, we've actually had Some pets here before So it's become oh, A little really? animal house Is oh, what's going it's on It's too
0: bad This isn't televised
1: <laughs> <laughs> Maybe see how cute they are Maybe one day That'll happen <laughs> That's going on So everybody Thank you so much For listening And it's been nice To take a little break And uh, during that break We actually reached A million downloads Which I'm really Amazing. proud of Amazing congratulations that This little thank you This little podcast of ours A uh, little construction Podcast of ours is uh, building an audience out there and people are enjoying listening to what's going on and and today we have something a little different but before we get into that i wanted to do a couple of shout outs that uh i haven't had a chance to do at hh.concepts which is huntington home concepts out of hamilton uh obviously a lot of conversations has been going on about uh is there going to be a recession? What's going oh my on? God. on? All this stuff, right? So he he just sent me a couple of DMs as I was talking about it on social media. And he just sent me a message saying, hope Paul is well, Manny. My guys and I have been fortunate uh, so far, but are definitely bracing for the future. Doing this by staying as single crew instead of growing and increasing overhead. There was definitely an opportunity for two crews, but I said no. Very good on you. Smart
0: guy. Smart. I mean, Hamilton is killing it.
1: Busy. Busy, crazy. crazy, I have a busy. house in Hamilton. Everybody from the city that can not afford the city is going to go Hamilton. To Hamilton and but I mean,
0: the development is crazy. There's all kinds of concepts by the water that are going to happen. I've been there in a while. i got to go yeah. out there. It's uh, it's crazy. I've got another friend who's an agent out there, and he's just killing it. Good. Yeah. He,
1: he continues by saying, currently booked for the next 14 months. Uh, but i'm not taking anything for granted just keeping things small and focusing on the jobs and the clients i think the big guys with a lot of overhead and the guys who only offer one service may have a tough time in the very near future i responded by saying so good that you are smart very smart good to hear from you hope all's well thanks brother and he says uh we'll get through this for sure i would say that the long five ten year game there's going to be even more of a labor shortage and we'll be in demand just to get there and i'm like that i was having a a conversation the other day. Yeah. And it's it's coming along. And then I also wanted to do a little shout out for a fan that I didn't even know that i was a fan. Summit Exteriors Idaho. Uh Jorn. Jorn Jorn Rieger. J-O-R-N Rieger. In R- Idaho. In North Idaho. Number one roofing and siding contractor in Sandpoint, Idaho. He says, hey, Manny, just want to say I love the show. I've listened to probably 95% of them following for a long time, just not on this account, and it's our new business. If you're ever looking for more people, interview to interview and want a unique perspective of starting a business in Canada and then moving to the U.S., let me know. That's our situation. We had a thriving business in Canada and shut it all down to move to North Idaho about five months ago. And I appreciate you touching on the rocky nature of the world right now.
0: I mean, those are big steps. These are big steps. And I think it's wonderful that people take those kind of chances. They should. Um, Well, You know, if COVID has taught us anything, it's certainly to pivot. And I hate using that word because I feel it was so overutilized over the last couple of years. That's
1: part of what this show is going to be about. Right. We have to. So, I mean, I've spoken to you, Lori, so many times. I've spoken to so many other people so many times about side hustles. I've explained to people that listen to the show and in person, if you're just focusing on construction, you're going to get left behind. I understand and I respect that we all have a passion and we're passionate about the trade that we do or the business that we built, the brand that we we carry and everything like that. But you can't be all consuming construction 24-7, 365. You can't. I honestly believe that every single one of us in the construction industry has more than two passions, if not more. Absolutely. And it's interesting that, sure, you can have the construction, get a hold of it, be very efficient about it, understand how you can possibly be the best you can be at a 40 to 60 hour work week, and then give yourself that little bit of extra time for your family, for your friends, for your loved ones, and also for yourself. Don't ever forget yourself. Of course. So today's show is about side hustles. We're going to have more shows about side hustles. But today I want to actually let everybody know I've been letting a few people quietly know that I've written a fiction love story. Sorry. You had a chance to read it.
0: I did. Thank Probably you. Probably
1: one of the last versions before I got Fully minor published. edited. Yeah, before it got published. And uh, it's been interesting to let people know that I've done this. I'm not trying to point fingers at the male in right. the construction industry and the females in the construction industry. But the men that I have told, their first response is WTF, why? Right. <laughs> and the female that I've told, their response, generally speaking, is congrats, that's amazing, amazing. good for you, and I'm so excited. And, and I'm like, it's just a really interesting dynamic between the two it groups. Is. 'Cause they look at me and they probably think, What do you know about a love story and what do you like what, what do you know about a love story? That's how they're looking at exactly. it. Exactly. And I think that if anybody's been in a relationship. Everybody you know, has a love story. Exactly. Whether it's good, um, bad, rocky, you of learned course, something.
0: That is the most basic human need, right? It's to just be loved and you start your life that way. And that's kind of how you evolve through life. That's how you pick your career, hopefully, thinking that it's going to be a passion of some sort and some love. But yeah, that is a question for you. So how did you decide that it was a book
1: well, well before we get into all that i wanted to just let everybody know okay so i'm gonna post this show on monday june 13th okay my manny monday is gonna come out at first thing in the morning i'm gonna announce it that this is what i've done for anybody who's interested in it you can go to the website so i've, I've built the website which is triple the amabel letters.com and amabel is spelled a-m-a-b-e-l-l letter, sorry b-e-l-l Letters.com because a lot of people will say Annabelle, but it's Amabel. And just to give you some insight so, Spanish speaking, everybody knows, I guess, not everybody knows, but in Spanish culture, the name Amabel means lovable is what it means so you can go online to the website take a look at it there's a lot of insight about the story about the book about me about the inspiration it's also it has a TikTok page which is the or it's at the underscore amabel underscore letters there's a pinterest page with the same one and now i'm being hounded by a few people on social media to create a instagram page right so it's not enough that i have to do the construction social media and now i picked and choose to do the two for this i have to do a third one now but it makes sense because now it's
0: when you're on one platform you kind of have to cover all of them you
1: kind of do and there was reasons why i i went after TikTok first and then obviously i went after pinterest second and then i was reluctant to do the instagram but i think that i have to give in and go yeah instagram makes more sense
0: that's funny that you picked pinterest before instagram
1: I picked Pinterest, I I first was introduced to Pinterest from somebody I was dating probably 15 years ago. Okay. She was just completely hooked on it and that was the beginning point of Pinterest when right. they were like, this is fascinating.
0: And this is why I'm thinking, okay, maybe I feel like it was a bit of a dated outlet. But.
1: Not these days now. So I went back and, I, and I'm and i just starting it right now and it, it kind of made sense. So on Pinterest, I created the boards that are relevant to the chapters and then also relevant to certain details in the story. Right. And that's why I think it's going to work. TikTok is actually working really well to tell that story. And I TikTok think Instagram change. will tell, too. Yeah. And I just want to let everybody know that, I mean, sure, I've been doing a soft launch, launch of the book. And and I've had a lot of support from industry people. And, and they're buying a copy of the book, which is great. And I'm giving them a heads up. I mean, it's not a children's book. It's not a little girl's right. book there is some colorful language. Yes. And <laughs> there is...
0: Some sexy sex scenes.
1: Yeah, there's some sex in the story, but because it it's, guess what? It's a relationship. And I of don't course. know anybody who's ever had a relationship where they... Let's
0: hope you've got that at least.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you should have that, right? So, yeah, I mean, with this show I wanted to talk about how that's something of mine outside of and, and the other thing that some of the guys that i've spoken to that i let on that this is going on or this was going on i told them that it's been three plus years it's been yeah. just over three years that i started this yes. to the time that i've gotten to this publishing where you, you know laurie I, I picked these up on wednesday of last yeah. week right and so i'm like excited and, th- and there's a lot of things and everyone's got to understand first of all i'm a tradesperson. i'm yep. a contractor i'm not a writer right so you gotta understand i came from the film business but i'm still not a writer right Uh, i've always felt that i was a storyteller everybody i think in any any situation whether you're a lawyer doctor accountant whatever you can tell the story if you can tell a joke you can tell a story so stories all have beginning middle and ends that's just how it works and everybody's living a life and you can tell a story Mm -hmm. so that's why I, i at first i never questioned myself whether i could write this i just wrote this so it wasn't that I had to do a bunch of research. I just had to. It just flowed. Yeah. It it just. I, it's kind of. I'm not trying to say it as an ego or anything like that. It just kind of revealed itself. I had the premise. So I mean, I, I read. Everyone knows that I've read. I read a lot. The last two and a half, three years, whatever, I've been reading like 50 books. Amazing. And, and most of them are not fiction books. They're mostly nonfiction books, right? And and you're just reading structure. And I did read a couple of writing books. And one that I would definitely recommend is the the Anatomy of Story mm-hmm. by Tr- uh, John Trunley, I think it is, and yeah, that book. Yeah, you recommend that. To yeah, me that as book well. helped me quite a bit. Right. And, and 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 it's like I want people to understand that. I know that Julie uh, Rose, the the brick chick she was on here, and when I had the 12 questions um, and I was asking her, what else would you do Mm -hmm. uh, if you weren't doing construction? And she said, I would love to be an author. Mm -hmm. And inside, I was still working on this, and I was super excited to hear that a bricklayer, female in the industry. Had that
0: passion as well. Yes. I was
1: excited about that. So that's part of the reason why I have the 12 questions of construction because I'm always curious about... What these other people or what their what thinking. other passions yeah. they have? Absolutely, because Every-
0: I mean, we all have a side of ourselves that we don't reveal in this industry, whether it's because we don't feel like it's accepted or acceptable.
1: Do you think it's fear?
0: I think, well, sure. I mean, I think it is fear, judgment, right? Judgment. Like, I mean, we all look at, for validation, look at the proliferation of all these social media platforms. But the question I had for you was, if you expressed to people before you, or while you were writing this, that you were writing this, do you think you would have stayed the course? No,
1: I would have been discouraged. Yeah. I totally would have been discouraged because I I, I think they would have been saying WTFY. Right. Right.
0: And this is the interesting thing like I think the side hustle things really important to have but I think there's also a level because we're so used to people kind of pushing what they do on the side or I mean like you see this all the time right like you'll be scrolling through these social media platforms and there are people who are like oh sell books on Amazon or sell pictures on Amazon when it's really just a big crock and like there's like the fast money thing doesn't work like the side hustle has to come from a passion I mean anything has to come from a passion I think to make it really lucrative because on a bad day you can just say you know F this I'm out of here I don't want to do this anymore like the 50 bucks that I'm going to sell on Amazon are not going to be worth it for me but I mean this was a labor of love for you it's easy to get so side i mean aside from i did a quick review on my instagram page about the book about how taxing our industry is Mm -hmm. and to be able to go home and say you know what i love this idea or i love this story enough that i want to commit two three hours a day after a 12-hour day dealing with a bunch of nonsense that we deal with on a regular basis in the construction construction industry especially again during this you know pandemic I just, that kind of, that was a question that I've always wanted to ask. It's like, if you had expressed that, right? It's kind of like you moved in silence and you just pursued it and it developed. But it's interesting how you've told me that you've had feedback from others and how they kind of perceived the story to end. And maybe that may have even been an influence to the book. And I mean, this is truly yours because you didn't, share the story and you're private about it and this is something that you felt or conceptualized in your mind or you know whether you see this as a screenplay or a movie or you know just a story in your head it was purely yours without that influence
1: you bring up a really good point though Lori. like the truth is that i didn't consciously decide not to tell anybody right because i was just focused on telling the story you're still working you still have your day-to-day physical labor job and then you still have your personal life going on you have your social media life going on and then you you still have your life's up and downs going on and then meanwhile you're doing this I think realistically that when I started it and someone were to sit me down and tell me okay by the way Manny it's going to take you three years it's going to take you to spend two three hours every single day whether in the morning or in the evening it's going to take you countless hundreds of hours hours of rewrites it's going to take you people saying negative things about it it's going to take you all these things i think that you eventually say forget it i don't want to write this anymore right and i think that and and it's interesting that after you read it recently i actually gave it to somebody else from the film business right and it just so happened that she is writing something right and she's been reluctant about Getting it out there. She wants to do a couple more passes, and and I I I kind of inquired about what she wrote. She wouldn't divulge the details of it, but she said it's not ready yet. And then I just asked her, okay, well, can you read mine? And then she read mine, and she read mine pretty quickly. Right. And then she was surprised. She said it wasn't fully ready yet, but then I told her that I got to the point of writing the story where I said, in my mind, I'm done. Right. I've put the entire story on paper now and i'm done is it perfect no it's my first one right it's no different than in construction you build your first house is that house perfect no, no. <laughs> it's never going to be perfect so i think what happens is and i've explained this to her too and it's not that i'm an expert i have said at some point you have to tell yourself mm-hmm. it's done mm-hmm. it is done Give it up and give it to the market and let other people. And what's the worst that's gonna happen? They're gonna say it's crap. It's they don't like it. I never liked. I never finished. Good. It's great. It might not be for you.
0: Well, I mean, I think the big thing that some really successful people will tell you is that without the failure, you're never gonna see a level of success. Like you're, you're just not gonna learn. So, I mean, judgment's important. You know, reviews are important. People's opinions are important. I think. You know, the process for you as an author, especially as a first-time author. I mean, I have a passion for writing. We've talked about this. I like to write. I don't know that I would ever write a book, but maybe that's something that is in my future. If you would have asked
1: me 10 years ago and or you would have told me, well, by the way, in 2022, you're going to publish. No, I would say you're you're full of... Like, no way right so you yeah. never know lori honestly you never no know.
0: i and, and i'm not abandoning the idea i mean there's so much that uh i have lots of stories to tell about particularly being a woman in this industry yeah. uh i've seen Lonnie, many many things but uh but even just from you know like your own life experiences and it doesn't have to be something related to the industry you know the beautiful thing about what I think you did was just develop the story as you felt it come through you. And that's, you know, that's your child. So, you know, you you, like you said, you give it to the market. Like they say, children aren't from us, they're of us. So you just kind of you know, give it to the market and see it, it's going to find its way, whether people love it or not. I found it uh, colorful. I found it multi-layered. I found it insightful. I found it beautiful. I mean, I actually, the first line that I'm going to actually share with everybody, and you guys all have to buy this <laughs> book, ahead. by the way, but I mean, it's a beautiful, it was the first thing that kind of, first of all, it's a picture of a typewriter, which, um, again, if you have any passion for writing, that is like that like, sound. That sound. I yes. mean, I remember being a kid typing, and it's just like, now it's computers, or you can even voice text your, you know, dictate to your phone what you want to write. But so just
1: before you say that, it's kind of interesting. There was, a, there was a little bit of a lull when I was writing whatever, the umpteenth draft, right? and I was going back into each chapter. And then all of a sudden, I started realizing, hang on a sec, I don't even have an Ola Evie um, typewriter, right? right. And I thought, let me just check right and i went on you ebay and i found one in italy right and i bought it and it's in good condition it's in great condition right. and it's a 1936 amazing it's an eiko mp1 and i was like going i have to order this and it was just i ordered it so it became it,
0: part of the story it
1: became a part oh, of the story so then all it. of a sudden i was like okay i'm writing about this typewriter but i've never written on this typewriter it it's blue uh, i chose a blue one right right and i know in the, in the story it's, it's red, red. But, I mean, I chose a blue one because I wanted a blue one there. And I just lucked out that uh, there's actually a few of these out there. Yeah. I mean, it's it's not cheap. No. But I, I found that it was kind of, it was this crescendo where when it, once it arrived, and I love that it arrived. Right. It, it arrived from Italy. And it was really funny how I was communicating with somebody. I obviously didn't know English, and I didn't know enough Italian to communicate with them. But they were trying to explain to me that if it has to get shipped to Canada, I have to pay this extra fee. Right. And I'm like, I don't care about the extra fee. Whatever. Just hey. charge me the extra fee in charge. I, I think it was like over $100 to ship it to me. And I'm like, this is fine. So it finally arrives, and I get this really ratty box show up. And I know I have no off the bat. It's it. That, right. that's the package that's my typewriter there and i open it up and it's got all this italian newspaper crumpled up Ugh. inside of it and yeah. i'm opening it up and i'm taking it and i'm like this is just amazing i feel how like
0: there should have been a prosciutto
1: or something in there. <laughs> it <laughs> like, should have been in there which would have been fi- like it would have been perfect <laughs> but then i dug through all that newspaper and i pull and i i take it out and it's got this kind of beat up leather case and it's got oh, a lock and amazing. and it still had the original brochure inside of it and, and it's all in italian and i'm just i'm looking at this going did
0: you smell it yeah it was like, just oh.
1: it became the story right. it just became part of the story yeah, It just it's it, in there it's just realistic so that's why when i i committed to the idea okay. of this typewriter being the typewriter that writes the letters yeah. it made a lot of sense it's, so i just want to yeah. share that before you at, share. and that.
0: that's a beautiful story so you know this is real it's not just your idea this is reality kind yeah. of transcending this story and anyway so the first line says use the keys and release the heaviness on your heart she would never say i love you instead she would say i trust you i mean uh like it's which
1: makes sense to me because I've been in those relationships yes. before, whether I was the person who couldn't or they were the person who couldn't. And
0: who hasn't?
1: We all have.
0: And so all of a sudden, there's this connection because you resonate. It just completely resonates with you at some sp- point in your life. That is, that's it. Like, you just say it in those few words, right?
1: And that's how it starts. Right. So you get a lot of... I think when people start reading it, which I really liked a lot of the comments outside of, yeah, you are going to shed a few tears over this story. Yeah. Because surprise, surprise, who hasn't shed tears over found or lost relationships? Right. right? So I I just like a lot of compliments about how I've kept the story moving with so many characters that somehow are connected, but not connected. Right.
0: And it's funny because you think you know the reference to that. But as the story evolves, you think it's about Amabel. It's not right like I it's kind of like you you just kind of this is her issue in the yeah. relationship and that's what you're talking about right at the outset it's about her until like she doesn't come into the picture till you know several chapters later and but it's you know it's really about Haley
1: which is I, I okay so i guess we can go right back to the very beginning and and me as okay cuz i've had carlito i was chatting with him on the phone coming in here and when he got on the phone i was talking to him he's still laughing at the fact that i wrote a love story right he he can't stop laughing right okay because his mentality or his thought process is like you're manny from hardcore renos what the (laughs) hell do you know about telling a love story and i was like well i know a little thing or two about living a love story so like like we said we've all had fractures we've all been hurt we've all been the herder like whatever we just all
0: married that's (laughs)
1: Carlito is married <laughs> whether it's a successful marriage that's Carlito can answer that question but once oh he kind of had a few breaths of not laughing right. at the fact and he him trying to ask me what's the cover a shot of you with a hairy chest and yes. I'm like no it's not a fabio love story or something that's not and and I sent you the link so you should know what it looks like and and back to the key, the typewriter keys and that's how a very good friend of mine John Johnny um, Lace, I think is his last how you pronounce it very cool friend a great illustrator right. he, he does commercial illustration he's the one that actually drew all the sketches for the chapters we had a conversations and i kind of explained to him what each of the chapters were about right and we came up with each individual images and then he drew those just from description right i didn't give him anything he just drew them and then came to the cover I was more of the mind of like what everybody else does when they do a cover. And I guess there's almost a standard form for a love story romance right. cover where you have some sort of a silhouette of people or like that kind of standard thing. And then he came up with, with the keys. Amazing. And then he came up with the ribbon at the bottom. Yeah. And then he came up with the wax seal. And I was like going, it is simple. Yeah. It gets right to the point. And once you read the story, that cover explains so much.
0: Totally, But here's a more interesting thing your story has now inspired someone else's creativity yeah and that I find fascinating right like that's you know how
1: that's the creative art process right. exactly. I love that
0: and you just kind of build on each other so you've got somebody who was able to you know in some way transform this visual of what you know the, the chapter heads should look like in the cover of the book by encompassing what you've kind of created so it's so it's,
1: it's been amazing to collaborate. Yes. And that's what I missed because in the beginning of construction, there's a lot of uh, collaborating and uh, working together. There's crews and you've got objectives, you've got scope and everything like that. And that was a large part of my life before I got into construction coming from the film business. And I almost maybe missed all of that. Right. And when it came to this, I was very open and free for suggestions. I mean, I just want to let everybody know that this all started. Doesn't matter who I have dated in my life. I've always written letters right. letters have been a part of my relationships
0: to, oh to your partner yes
1: always that's it's a beautiful that's thing. that's a standard okay thing. so i have a question <laughs>
0: handwritten
1: depends okay some were mostly in the beginning hand but then it started shifting to
0: typewriter typewriter
1: whatever. but it became computer. more computer right yeah. but obviously i was using font styles from the past because I didn't want times neural. Right. Times Roman neural does, yeah. doesn't ex- yeah. it doesn't That's, say romance. Okay, so here's the interesting
0: <laughs> thing that I find about writing. When I do get into my creative space, I find that handwriting is a more direct heartfelt yes feeling than typing something. And more so from texting to typing like you know texting is just completely dead i feel like i'm not saying anything to anybody unless i have to make myself a shopping list which it's is true. usually like it's cheese true. and milk and then i freaking forget whatever else i need and i never look at it when i get to the grocery store but when i write even when you know christmas cards or whatever like everybody's onto this e thing and i just i can't stand have that to write.
1: i can't stand i e know
0: and even if it's I love you or whatever. I'll, I always have note cards in my desk. I'll always have a self-addressed envelope or a label that I can put on there, but it has to be handwritten. But it's more importantly for me, and I don't know if you can relate to this, but actually writing like with my own hand, is it just feels like there's more love and more connection to the feeling.
1: I agree with you a thousand percent, <clears throat> but for whatever reason, when I was starting to write the story and it became about the letters, I started realizing that the sound of the typewriter, the key, right, and then the swoosh, oh. and the impact into the paper was that romantic element that this story and these letters needed to be
0: oh when you're writing a book it's a totally different story but i'm thinking like what i'm referring In to is life. your yeah For like sure. if you, that's why i asked For if sure. you hand writ, wrote the notes to yeah. your girlfriends or whatever yeah.
1: and, I, and i and i'm more of a i guess a traditionalist where is, yeah so the wax ring and and all that stuff like okay, that's
0: romance isn't dead
1: no it's not completely dead <laughs> and it's just like it's not that i was doing i've been doing, like i mean like 25 years maybe I've been like I've been doing wax I was the guy with my circle of friends in high school or university or whatever that would come up to me going listen our Two-year anniversary is coming up. What should I come up with? I'm like, why are you asking me right. to tell you right. what to do? I get that a lot. Too. Why don't? Well, yeah, but yeah. I don't. But
0: you, for my know, guy friends, you
1: know the person. Right. Like you, why don't you come up? Yeah, I, I can't think of anything. I can't think of right. anything. So I was always so I like wax seals are big for me. Mm. Uh, just like twine, rope, and special paper, beautiful. all that stuff. And there's lots of shops. Every city has beautiful shops mm-hmm. if you just walk around. Going on Queen Street there's the paper mill right yeah. so you can go in there and find old school Japanese rice paper you can find those wax you can find all kinds of stuff yeah. and that's you're, you're right like a note it doesn't matter what's so much what's written on there but it's like it's a gesture. Exactly. It's actually you're
0: actually taking the time exactly. to put this in and fold it and seal it and and it's just such a deliberate and intentional act of love
1: so that's how it began right I actually started writing that on The Christmas Day, we're going on three and a half years now. Mm. Now, I started writing it through notes. So I started um, from what I gathered about, okay, how do you write? Because I don't know how to write. First of all, you need to know your beginning you need to know your middle and you need to know your end.
0: Right. And then how it comes together.
1: It will just naturally <laughs> right. happen that way and you'll and and and, I'll, and I say everything on this show not so much about ego and and it, it is very true that this just basically came out. As much as we talk about Michelangelo and him doing this uh, the statue of David yep. and how how he made that so perfect, he just removed the pieces that were not a part of it. It's the same thing with writing. If it's in you and you're passionate about something, it is just going to flow. Right. And when it didn't flow, all I actually did was go for walks, listen to music.
0: Oh, don't get me started on Because walking. once you yeah. get
1: stuck, you go for a walk, you yeah. clear your head, and then all of a sudden you'll find the solution to the problem that you need to source. And then you come back and write it.
0: Walking has this wonderful way of making you present. Yes. You know, and it's kind of like because I feel like when you're stuck, you're either stuck in a moment of memory and this or the stress of the future. Yes. And if you're walking and you're just, you know, all of a sudden the wind is blowing and I mean, I walk my dog and you have these moments of clarity that are complete like you go home and you're a different person and you can sit down and write. Now, I used to when I was writing papers, for instance, in university, I used to fall asleep, have this kind of level of consciousness that I had to do something. And then at like two in the morning, I'd wake up yeah. and get up and write. Did yeah. that ever happen to you?
1: Uh, all the time. Yeah. All the time. You All of a sudden, you're wide awake. hmm and it's, it's whether or not you went to bed trying to resolve something. Com- yeah. And, and then all of a sudden you wake up and you're wide awake and you, the resolution the resolution's there. Yeah.
0: And it's there. And you have to pour it and, out. And all you then do you is lose it.
1: you get to the laptop or you get to a notepad and you just are typing and, yeah. and you don't care about if it's perfectly spelled or whatever. You just get the yeah, idea out there. Just get it there. out. And then when you go back to sleep and fall asleep and you wake up again and you wake up and you see this and you go, oh, yeah, that totally makes sense. Yeah.
0: And it's probably more insightful or more exciting than you would have if you had just stared at your computer and tried to force an idea. Yeah. Right. Cause it just doesn't happen naturally. I
1: never had a block.
0: Oh, that's interesting. I just,
1: and again, I'm not talking about ego or anything at like that. And this is my first book and you know, Lori, cause I've already told you and I, yep. I don't think I've told many, but even at the, at the back end of this book i already hint that i'm working on the second one which i'm already working on the second one and it's funny how the second one i've already have the beginning middle and end and i have almost 100 pages of notes on the second one no different than this first one here where i developed over 100 pages of notes amazing and these are just notes about the characters and what goes through the characters and what's the motivation behind the characters and there's lots of layers and details as you know through the story that some people have read it and then they started asking me questions about this and that and then i said well don't you remember when this happened And they're like "Oh, i didn't realize that Mm. and that's how it's all connected together so i've spent the time and effort to actually go and it naturally happened i'll tell you this laurie like i i will tell you that something comes up you have a character there's a scenario there's a it's all about finding problems and then finding solutions and putting the two together and it just naturally evolved that way so then i'm like i never would have thought of that. And so you, you go for the walks, you listen to the music, yeah. you take a shower, sit on a bench and just listen to just peaceful sounds of nature right. and things will just come to you as you're talking like you're you're it's your story. So your minds already in that gear. Yes. So the moment that you've committed to yourself and like I said, through the entire process, I never thought about the end. I only thought about the story. Right. I only thought about i need to tell the story and and i think there's only a handful of people that know that i first wrote this as a 160 page script and i gave that to a handful of film friends to get their opinion about it right Right. and it was kind of funny it was very similar to the construction industry the guys were like wtf and why right what do you know about that whole thing and i'm like we all know about this so it doesn't matter (laughs) but what i found was that they were contributing really interesting ideas and then they said wouldn't it be kind of interesting if this happens and this happens and this happens and i said yeah that'd actually be really cool but the number one thing that i realized was that so much of the story was still missing a lot of people were asking me about big big parts of the story that were missing And that's where the book came from. So I had this script. You
0: had to evolve that.
1: I had to evolve it. Like there's reasons on why certain things happen to the character and they weren't explained in the first draft. So the first draft was written in six months. It went really fast. I just got it all out there and it's done. I sat on it for almost a year and I gave it to a few friends to read because I was just curious what they're gonna say. And then that's where the ideas came in and the questioning about there's missing pieces here.
0: So did you know when the script wasn't gonna work that it would turn into a book?
1: I was reluctant to turn it into a book because I'm not a writer. I don't know how to write a book. Interesting. But I mean, like, again, I go back to, I don't know how to build a house until you build a house. So sure, I can technically speaking, call myself a writer because I've got a published book now and I'm selling it and I've got a story out there and I'm going to, I'm telling people about it to read it and get their feedback. No, it was never on my radar to make it into a book. I think I started writing the book to kind of answer myself where these characters came Mm, from.
0: That's interesting.
1: And a lot of people have read the story and they've asked me, so who are you, Manny, in this story? And I'm like, you can give up on that Right, you're you're
0: the the most interesting man in this book.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I like to think
0: (laughs) who doesn't really (laughs) exist in real life. I'm like, this guy, (laughs) this person doesn't exist.
1: He exists. They exist out there. They They, they exist out there. I'd like to think that I'm a piece of everybody in there because you're the right Of course. There's a
0: little shade of you in it. Yeah,
1: that's how. And and I mean, it's funny that I did put characters in there that I, I specifically know from the construction industry and I specifically know. From it's the, amazing. The film industry. Some of them, I kept their so real names. Their, yeah, right. Who so, and I and I've given them a heads up. Going, by the way, you're in the story, and they're like, okay. And I'm like, yeah, you're, and you're not gonna get any royalties, so don't even bother yeah. ask me about that. But I just, I that's what I knew. So that's my that's my circle. That's my world.
0: Bella just got up, and I just have to ask about this. So there's a chapter dedicated to your to Desmo. Desmo. Desmo was a dog.
1: Yeah, my dog was your dog. My dog, yeah.
0: I have to say I cried. Okay, I mean, you know, if you have, you have a dog, it. you have to yeah, you have to you you just you if, can't if read this chapter you, without you, a box of tissues. Yeah, if, I watched it with her on my lap and I literally cried the whole time. That's chapter. even worse. I
1: know. <laughs> that's even worse. To but
0: um, you know, it's uh it was kind of you are completely transported in that chapter. So it was amazing. Like I kind of felt that experience and you you can just tell that there was a level like certain certain characters you know like okay they're they're kind of superficial but you can just tell that there was a connection to yeah. that character
1: Yeah, and, and and it was done by like it was done on purpose that way and and it's i lost desmo going four years now i had two dogs and and i lost both of them six months apart from each other oh my god right and and i'm like i they still was remember one of them this,
0: the second one heartbroken uh,
1: well the, the Desmond was the second one that oh. went so so uh, Zoe was who's basically Tessie in the story right. she's the first one that went yeah and then it was him 6 months later um and then I still remember the vet which is a very nice guy like a super nice mm. guy I still remember him when when that happened you know he just looked at me and he was like man you're having a rough year and I'm like no kidding. No, no shit yeah like, like it's just and I haven't been a dog parent since right and I know a lot of people that have pets are that quick to, yeah right. they, they quick and to yeah. get another pet and i'm like i'm not one of those people right now i just will i ever get another pet i don't know i went through that times two right and that was very heart-wrenching and and i'll be very honest that when i went back to rewrite that chapter which is you know chapter six seven yeah. mm-hmm. um I, when i was rewriting that chapter to still get layers of details that i needed to get in there it was just like Niagara Falls i couldn't contain myself oh my because i was right <clears throat> back to what i experienced personally right so it's it's true when you read the story you can question okay how much of this is reality is manny and who is real and who's not real and, and and the thing is i'll never answer those questions directly right. if you want to ask me those questions because that's not the purpose of it I'm the author, I wrote it, right. and there's pieces of me in every and, single character. Of course. And I enjoyed that. I yeah. totally enjoyed that. There's a lot of truth in that story, the whole story. There's a lot of truth in all the characters. I would say that every single character, there is somebody that I know somehow, there's a piece of them, put them all together. And that's how I think I. F- it was easy for me to write it. Because I wasn't just making things up. I was actually pulling from my 50 Experience. years of right. living, right? right? So that's how I think it all put together. And then all of a sudden... The pieces just fell. Oh. They just fell in place. But and in, that's
0: how you know that's your story. I yeah, mean, that's how it works. You know, and you. Um, I mean, you talk about us. You know, I hope all your fans or you know people who listen to this are gonna buy to support. But I mean, you made shoes <laughs> characters. You know, shirts characters. I mean, things that were, you know, inanimate objects, and you gave them life just through. The words, and it was kind of again, it was relatable to me. It was a little surprising to be honest with you <laughs> that you had such extensive knowledge about a Christian Labotin shoe. You know,
1: <laughs> it's like, see, well, it's funny how that's why your friends
0: are like, Is there something we need they, to know about they, you? They, they,
1: don't, they don't get it, but it's really funny how okay, so maybe I could look back in my past and my past relationships and how you have those moments where you could hear the person saying, You never listen to me, you don't pay attention, right. you don't do anything, do. Right. And, and I'm like. This book here is clearly evident that I was that listening. listening. I was paying attention because everything I've ever learned about Impressive. women's shoes yeah. wasn't from a man. Right. It was from women, yeah. right? And and all these little details and and doing laundry, that scene about that whole thing. So there's a lot of little things going on yeah. there and and then and then you put them all together. And so but I can't dwell on the past. Relationships that didn't work out didn't work out. Yeah. I mean, you learn from it. You Either were the bad person or the good person in the relationship, but for whatever reason it didn't work out. Maybe later on you reconnect and you get back together. We don't know. If it wasn't they're, meant to be, it wasn't meant all to sta-
0: be. Yeah, and they're all stepping stones to something. I mean, you know, what do they say about the creative process? It's not, it's not born from peace. No. You know, a lot of times it's the conflict and the unresolved. I'm sure you had moments where you were developing characters where someone specific came to mind, and that was altering to your to your soul that you wrote it in a yep. certain way and that's you know that's yeah. kind of the whole purpose of having life experiences
1: it should be that way and the other thing that i would say regarding motivation to write the story was music ah like the music i've had people read the story and tell me that they had to look up the music the okay to listen to the music and then once they heard the music they were kind of propelled into the scenario. And that music was really critical to me, and I, and I I have I like to think I have a very diverse library of music from what I've listened to from my days, and and the one thing that I consciously because I'm an '80s guy, right? Yep. I'm a huge. Is that de-
0: how old it takes to us?
1: <laughs> well, that's <laughs> a classic. I remember that yeah.
0: vividly, which means I'm not far behind you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but I mean, like there was that whole library where it's Depeche Mode and New oh, Order, New Order and, and George I, Michael, uh, and, for Fears and yeah, George Michael, and great. I and I was like, listen, am I gonna throw? a bunch of 80s into here and i was like no i can't throw a bunch of 80s into here but i did throw george michael in there but i was really critical about the two tracks that i chose from george michael Mm. and they had so much meaning and that was the reason why that i think the music outside of the very first song when i listen to or when i read the story again and the and the last song there's the second song that you hear is the important song which is nena cherry's woman song right and that song, when I first heard that song, it spoke to me, like, through me before I ever read or wrote this story. And that song is her version or her answer to James Brown's It's a Man's World. Okay. And you have this conflict where back in the 50s and 60s when artists were, you know, writing and performing songs, it was all masculine-driven. and It was always that kind of whole thing where, right. you know, the lily gore and, and you don't own me and stuff like that. There was all different kinds of... There was such meaning behind these tracks. So when Nana, she, she sang that song... It just stuck and then i i picture Haley having this breakup and listening to this song and having this empowerment about how she doesn't want to be this way she doesn't want to be in this relationship and she has the right to say i don't want to be in here i'm getting the hell out of it and this is my motivation i'm gone and that's what we've been in we've been in these relationships and then on the flip side on the end when we get to the end of the story I don't know how many people know about Damon Rice's Blower's Daughter song, which if you've seen the film Closer, Mike Nichols' film with Julie Roberts and Natalie Portman and Clive Owen and Jude Law. There's Damien Rice's version, which is Blower's Daughter, which is a beautiful song. Right. And it's based off of an obsession a student has with a, an instructor of a glass blowing um, school. school. But <laughs> I came across this Brazilian version of it and it just pulled at me it's- so hard. And then I said, it has to be at the end because it's almost the flip side of woman. And that's how they connect. And then you have the whole middle and then obviously Desmo's version of Well, Like, I mean, there's countless dozens. There are so many. Versions of that song.
0: Beautiful. And the repertoire is so diverse. You... Anyway, the, the, the it's for me it was kind of an exercise because there were some songs that I had never actually heard of. Yeah. And so when I was reading, I would Google and then the video would come up <laughs> and it's like, "Oh, so even you're talking about Woman, it was just like, I mean, I remember Nana Cherry, you know, again in the 80s and was Buffalo just, Stance. That was it. Yes. That's all I knew her from, to be honest with you. And then I saw this video and she's like this badass girl and I was like, okay, this makes sense, you know? And the undertone of the music that kind of had these... You can actually picture the the scene unraveling.
1: Held up high, arched back, like just Completely a very confident woman. woman. Yeah, A very strong and confident woman.
0: And it actually changes. I mean, if you can relate the music to that moment, you know, or that character, it actually changes the way you look at them. It does. Right? And it's just like how music can change your mood on any given day. So the interesting thing about the music that you have in here, I found, again, as I was Googling, I found it so interesting that I actually put together a Spotify list. Yeah,
1: you were telling me, which is I wicked. Did. I know. So we're
0: going to share it. So I, you'll make you a co-creator and you can add and delete if you want. But uh, it's something that people can download and listen to it. And I listened awesome. to it today in the car. And yeah. it was actually quite a diverse range of music. And, and that song you were just talking about it was it came on and it was just like... Like, oh my god, this is so compelling! But there's and also
1: some very playful music with like Rob bass, Rob the bass and, Jews, and then yeah. also Ace from Kiss and and um, uh, New, York, uh, oh, New York New York Groove, right? And then and that's when the confrontation is. And, and then yeah. I don't know if you've ever experienced this. I've experienced this a few times where you break up with somebody, and all of a sudden you're crossing paths with them, and you question yourself: Do you say hello? Are you do you yeah, right. Do you ignore them? Yeah. Or what's the story? And in my story, I just exploded it right i, I just said forget yeah, it Yeah, mama this,
0: went crazy this 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 <laughs> is a
1: mountain and something it's a powder keg and something's gonna happen and just yeah mom just goes a little off goes, yeah and i think that the music that that drum beat of new yeah. york groove it just kind it's of built it adds up to it and it oh, just yeah. so that's why the music was always a key thing for me right
0: but i think that might come maybe from your film experience like did you it, yeah
1: it was it was part of that kind music, of theming
0: is yeah crucial to developing a story i think
1: and it helped i think with the transitions and connecting it because i mean the story is told through Haley's perspective at right. first right and she's the one that discovers the letters and then she's the one that's instigating the adventure of trying to find this couple right whether or not they still exist or where are they in in, in the city or what have you right and so it's just that's why you well, it was i was so glad that you said at the beginning that it's not so much about amabel as much as it is about yeah. And I've always thought about it that way. I never thought about it being told because of what happens between... The, the past was a nice section of the story, right? but it was really more about resolving the present and, and just realizing that um, sometimes your life is right in front of you. Yes. And the problem is that you can't see it. You just can't see it.
0: Well, I, and I think I'm, I'm going to go back to what I said you know before about memory right like it's it's difficult to see something that you don't you can't see and people don't trust either themselves or the process i mean we're so consumed by the immediacy of things and i feel like you know my friend of mine sent to me the other day she said you know you don't your past doesn't come back to you you hold on to it yes and i think again it's just about relatability and nostalgia and you know what to, what you can feel and processing emotion nowadays, I mean, is it as acceptable? We have all these things coming at us and and it's like, you know, men can't have breakdowns and women are expected to be tough, badass boss bitches and you know, so there's kind of this disconnect from allowing people to love and, and to have you know, very rewarding and loving and warm relationships. Which is
1: scary, I think. It is
0: scary. And that's why that first line, it was like, you know, and that's kind of, you know, maybe you don't really equate it to love. It's just, you have to be able to trust in your vulnerability to be with somebody and trust that they're not going to, to breach that. And, you know, what happens when that's not there? Right. I mean, again, going back to our first point was like, everybody has an innate need to be loved, but that's really not enough and if we kind of look at the nature of relationships now you know they they had a beautiful love story and they went through ups and downs and you know haley kind of meets this wonderful man and you know there's all this kind of like layered thing and her friends are very supportive but there's a whole bunch of people out there that don't have any of that it
1: makes me nervous
0: it is very nerve-wracking like i don't
1: and and it's really funny that when I was writing the story, sure, I was paying attention to other stories that have been out there. I mean, I've seen The Notebook. I haven't read The right. Notebook. I like The Notebook. Lake House. you know, The Vow. I've seen a yeah. lot of Nicholas Sparks stuff. But then I start trying to pay attention to modern day storytelling from people sharing, I guess, modern day romances. Right. And I just I don't get it. It doesn't connect with me. Yeah. And it makes me nervous. Usually
0: a you know one hundred and fifty thousand two hundred thousand dollar wedding ends up in divorce six years later, and it's like, yeah, we talked about this. We talked about this. I know. It's like who who does that anymore? Like is that
1: is that really a love story? Is that where's the connection? And and it's just kind of weird. And that's why I've told people I go listen. This is not a girl, little girls romance right. love story it's not and i and i find that oh um,
0: it's heartbreaking yeah and this complicated is, I, and, I
1: think you have to be at a certain age and i think you have to have had loss and love of course and and for you to kind of relate to this but i also like to think that you're going to see yourself or your circle of friends in this story somehow right. in shape and form or something well it's like that.
0: interesting because you know with amabel you know she was obviously a very damaged girl and had some issues and he stuck by her. Yep. And I mean, you know, again, you don't hear about a lot of stories like that anymore, right? Because we're in a day like, and age of what? Right, grass like, is greener on the other side. Yeah. You know, stuff's available. DM me, you know, swipe right, right, all that crap. Right. right. And yeah. it, and it's the immediacy. And it's like, my parents celebrated their 56th wedding anniversary on Saturday. And I'm just like, do this
1: i wonder who's going to be the last <laughs> oh, person to celebrate God. a 50th anniversary I ever in no, society I,
0: yeah probably not this generation I'm, i like, mean a, certainly not the next generation
1: i don't think so i, I don't, don't think, think that's so going to be a herd of like I, I don't think that people will get to that point yeah which is scary
0: it is it's scary and it's you know i if it works you know listen if everybody's on the same page i think that works but i think what happens is when you know again if you're not trusting in the person And there's this future faking idea where it's like, okay, we're gonna be together forever or until the next best thing comes along. Or, you know, if you're sick, I'm out, right? Like, it's just kind of like, and what does that tell you about humanity, really?
1: Well, they're devoid of emotion, right? And I think that's what makes or humanity. accountability and responsibility. Accountability for sure. Right?
0: And this is what I'm happening. I mean, you know, go to any store nowadays and see if anybody gives a shit about anything. No. Right? It's kind of like, so this is what's happening. I mean, Jordan Peterson talks a little bit about this sometimes. He says, you know, like, get your house in order, get uh, your family in order, and the rest of the world will come together. Yeah. And it's kind of not surprising that the world's falling apart with the disintegration of the family unit.
1: Well, the last two and a half years or whatever, and everything that's been going on in the world has taught everybody who really is a, an important person in your life. Right. That's just, I, th- I well, think, yeah. if you haven't paid attention to that, yeah. then you kind of missed the purpose. How
0: many people have you heard to say, you know, like this cancel culture thing? Well, you know what? I, I can't. I just, I can't. And it's kind of like, well, you can't because they're not telling you what you want to hear. hmm or you can't because they've really just overstepped their boundaries with you, and whose fault is that really too? because eventually, if people are overstepping their boundaries it's because you're allowing them to so i mean there's I think there's an interesting you know experiment <laughs> to be had about you know the social structure now you know we have the Emma Bell letters to kind of give us <laughs> faith in, in, in I, love and a story
1: and I, and i guess to ask the question is like why did you do it like why did you write the story or why did you have to do this and i'm like i didn't have to of course not i just wanted to yeah i wanted to share this story and and now and i've, I've told this to other people too including that person that read it recently who's got her own story right. and she's reluctant to get it out there because she's cautious of uh I don't want to be in the the spotlight now, and and I'm like, well, okay, fine. And this is something I learned in the film business, where I used to butt heads with some of my classmates. Where d-
0: what do you mean she doesn't want to be in the spotlight? She
1: she wants to write a story, but she doesn't want to be somehow attached. Singled to out. yeah. Um, she doesn't want okay. to be like all of a sudden put the spotlight on this person. Now okay. people are going to be talking about you. You know, if the story is good and, the, and it gets engaged right. and things like that. And I've always said to people in in any kind of creative field is that whatever you're going to create is never going to be the perfect one. You just have to get it out there but and then move on to the next one.
0: Then, so here's the thing. If you're avoiding a motivation, like to me, it's kind of like you just do it because you truly want to do it. And it doesn't matter what the outcome is. So yeah. I just feel like that itself would guide the direction of yeah. something. It should. Right.
1: It totally should.
0: Yeah. I mean, you well,
1: know. that's Well, that's what I'm expecting now is like, Okay fine So You're I've got
0: expecting to be On the cover of the Forbes no, magazine <laughs> No no no
1: I'm expecting I'm expecting people To either attack it Of course Or to say that it's garbage Or it's poorly written Right or like, I'm expecting that yeah, to Of course have. And yeah. then you know what Go ahead Because guess what I'm old enough And I'm smart enough To like just let that Roll off my shoulders right. And I don't care Maybe it's just not for you Right So then great But I also expect people To be moved by the story And get connected to it and I've had other people tell me that, you know, different parts of it that hit me really hard. Of course. When she said that she was cheated on and all this other, yeah. like there's, there's, there's triggers. Of and course. And that was the whole point of it. And and the reason why I did this, I never did this for monetary. Right. I never did this to, oh, I'm leaving the construction industry now and this is going to be my this new project This is a career. passion no, project. No, this is just strictly passion. Right. And, and, and it's actually, and I think I've, we talked about this where writing is very therapeutic doing this podcast is very therapeutic speaking to people i had lunch last week with with jim carrick and gary mares and it was gary's idea to put us all together we went to go see a house a project that he did and we had a beautiful house tour and we checked it out and we talked construction and then we had lunch and then we had great conversations about the industry and what to do and what's going to happen and it evolved and it evolved that's what i love about it
0: when you started your podcast did you think that you were going to hit a million Hell no. listeners Never. right and do you think you've been loved through the whole thing of like course some not. of them have been crap of course not. some of the things you've said have i mean some of the things you post i see get negative comments of course. and it's just like not everybody's gonna receive you universally the way every you know it's just not the so way what's it is. the
1: alternative you don't do anything right. and stay exactly. quiet
0: exactly and so and that's
1: that's the wrong right. society and that's the, the that that goes against your character.
0: Well, it goes against, I think your, I mean, in your case, it's, it goes against your basic need. This was something that you needed to tell. So tell the story and whoever, you know, that's kind of like saying someone's life didn't, um, you know, love someone's life story doesn't matter. It's, you know, it doesn't matter to you because you weren't in it, but you're, you know, someone's getting a glimpse to a story that you've told and, they are entitled to an opinion, obviously, but it doesn't stop you from telling it.
1: And it's still going to get out there. And whether you like it or dislike it, that comment's still going to get out there as and well, too.
0: Don't you find that the more negatively people talk about, the more momentum something gets sometimes? Possibly. You know, I just feel like, you know, if someone's got something crappy to say. It always tends to have a little bit more traction than the positive. Now, it's not I'm not saying that that's the outcome that you want, but it's it's getting an opinion and it's motivating people to speak about it you know what happens in cases when someone doesn't like something it's maybe not even that they don't like it but they're just angry that they didn't give themselves exactly the opportunity to do i was
1: i was just gonna say that it's jealousy. don't be afraid right of like uh, accomplishing something that you've always were meant to accomplish and you should do it right and don't hold that fear thinking that it's going to get rejected. Right. And I, and I know that I've told you and I've told a few other people. like When I first started writing this, I'm writing this in an era that a white privileged man telling a story through the perspective of a fem- two females right. doesn't go. It doesn't fly in today's society. And I'm like, I don't care. It's still my story and right. it's still my voice and I'm still sharing it. So I've actually taken it to this point. And so guys are a lot of guys in the industry are surprised that I've kept this as a secret and I have kept it as a secret for three and a half years.
0: So the you telling the story through the lens of a white man and two girls, that is something that you've been told that I've was... been told
1: directly that it's not marketable. It it's never gonna work.
0: Good God. What because white to... privileged
1: men right. don't like they can't,
0: can't speak for a young woman yeah, exactly. with this experience.
1: Yeah, exactly, but yet I know Being those women. And right. I, I know those women when I met them younger. I right. know those women today. Right, I know I know those I know those people. Yeah. So it sucks
0: wh- to be a white man nowadays, doesn't it?
1: Technically speaking, I'm European, <laughs> right? So it's just like well,
0: you're, you know.
1: <laughs> but it, yeah, th- <laughs> at that, first
0: th- glance, you're th- a white guy. It, basically, <laughs> but it's
1: it just it's funny that you. Okay, so you have a handful of people you want to talk to just to kind of break the ice and tell them this is what you're thinking about doing it. But you're actually doing that on a professional basis. So you just want to figure out, is this a path that I want to travel? And so by hearing that, okay, you're a white privileged man, whatever, you shouldn't be telling a story. You told the perspective of two females in their late 20s, early 30s. Right. And I'm like, that makes no sense to me. Like, you can't tell me that I can't do this right. because I can do anything I want, technically, without hurting somebody. Of course. I can do anything I want, and then I can create a product and send it out to the market, and then the market can dictate whether or not they it's want to... It's viable or not. Yeah. Right. It's up to them at that point of course. to do that. Of course. So you shouldn't be afraid of that negative kind of feedback. And I think that's what her... Her concern is when it's about the spotlight thing. She's concerned about what if there is that spotlight put on her and she doesn't know if she wants to deal with that. And I'm like, okay, that's fine. And uh, how can you get it out there? Because I guarantee you that this book might actually help somebody. Like what if it does help one person? The same thing with this podcast. This podcast has helped thousands of tradespeople. they appreciate the honesty they appreciate the dialogue the dialogue and and the people that have been around there the connections and they reach out and they pick their brain and so i'm like that's why we started this show and that's why the show i think is successful so it's the same thing with this story this story is going to resonate with somebody right if not it it already has or it's going to continue to resonate with somebody else and then you go from there and you don't know where the story is going to go from there right i really don't here's
0: you know and here's the interesting thing because you you told me that you reached out to publisher and so you've compared Completely self-published this.
1: Yeah, so I I went on the basis of the white privilege story, right? That whole angle, right? Yeah, where you're never gonna get published, Manny, right. because that's that's my first thought. And I've got a very good that's friend. So of demoralizing. Mine. I got a very good friend. Right. Her daughter is an English lit graduate. She's written a story. Okay. She's in her. I'm gonna try to guess. Maybe late twenties. Okay.
0: Uh,
1: she's written a story. And she's tried to get an agent. So that's a whole other fiasco to get an agent. Right. And then she's been rejected a number of times. Yeah. And then I started writing my story. And then I actually reached out to that friend. And I said, I'd, I'd like to get some feedback from her just to get some insight about that. Right. And her mentality was just about, no, no, no. You're, you're nobody unless you get an agent and they publish you. It puts you on a pedestal. Okay. And there's a lot of this kind of elitism. Right. That, yeah, sure, if you get uh, an agent and then they get you to be published, right. then all of a sudden you're bigger than that. Mm-hmm. But then you quickly start realizing that there's lots of stories out there that have that were self-published. Your first, right. like Rich Dad, Poor Dad uh-huh. was self-published. Nobody wanted to touch that book. And I'm not a fan. Now look at him. I'm not a a big fan of the next book, which is Fifty Shades of Grey. Right. That was self-published. Right. Because a a lot of people didn't want to touch it. Once you start looking into some of the data behind things, because as soon as you finish the story and you've told yourself, okay, I'm done. This is my story. I've shared everything. I, I'm not having any more dreams of details right. or ideas. I don't need to go this for a it. walk. Yeah, this is <laughs> it. Any new ideas I have it's are like going into submitted. the next story. That's yeah. it. It's done. Yeah. So at that point, you start doing. You're you're into marketing groove. You're into right. like figuring out. Okay, well, what do I have to do to get this done? Mm-hmm. So you start researching the whole publisher agent and all this other crap stuff, and and you start looking at it, and thinking to yourself, No, I'm not. I'm not interested in that. I'm not interested in having these conversations because. I feel pretty confident that the moment you present your first book, your first query letter, you explain that you're a first timer mm-hmm. and you're not even from an English lit background. Right. You're a contractor, so to speak. Let's right. say they're just going to dismiss you just on anyway, the basis. Yeah. That's it. So I said, I'm not even going to bother. And it's, it's the, it might be a little unfair of me to say that because I'm generalizing the entire literary world. Sure. But based on what I've read regarding stats and how many books are published mm-hmm. and who self-publishes and all this other Staggering. stuff, it's just insane. Yeah. So I said, okay, forget it. There's, And then I started researching the self-publishing thing. And I looked at the American side. I looked at the Canadian side. I figured out what I want to do. You start figuring out about paper, about cover, about flaps. And, right. and you start having all these conversations. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, you start piecing it together. But I also want everybody to know that, okay, fine, I'm not a writer, but... You can hire people to edit your story. You can hire people to format your story. Mm -hmm. There's a whole thing attached to actually getting it to a finished book in your hand. Right. It's not just like you wrote something on a doc in a word and then you've got an eight and a half by eleven sheet of paper and a stack of papers and and then that's it. Your book's done. No, there's a whole other process Process. attached to that. And then you have to go down that path and then you get to it and now you've got that. I'm there at that point. Now it's there. The, the objective now is to get the story out there and see what people think about it. And now, as cocky as I am, because I joke with my film friends, I'm like, I want to make this into a movie. movie. Let's make it into a movie. Amazing. And they're like, okay, great, man, let's That's make it a, into a movie. And right. I'm like, it's not that easy. And they're easy. dismissive. It's yeah, they just because they're dismissive. Because you get right back to white privilege. Right. Land. So making movies today is the same thing. It's right. creative force, and 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 so like you're up on that that battle. So I said, okay, fine it's a great conversation that you brought up. It's a great point that you brought up mm-hmm. in today's climate. I get it. Yeah. Let me see what how many books I can sell. Let me see how many people can read this story. Let me see p- how many people can engage with me on this. Let me build the momentum myself. Right. I'm, I've done pretty well marketing wise with construction. I didn't so know anything translated. about that. So let's just take another product and let's try to market that and see right. what happens. And then you start creating some noise. That's all it is.
0: I heard something the other day. It's like, Nobody believes in you until you do something, right? It's it's impossible to kind of get people to believe in your vision unless you accomplish it first, when sometimes you need the shoulders of an agent or whoever to kind of get there. You know, who knows what happens next, but it's, you know, you can't it's it's trying to sell an idea that's your vision to somebody and trying to get them to believe it based solely on numbers with your criteria it can be difficult so it's challenging it's also i mean you know with the agent too it's almost like it's not even what it represents anymore it's just another book
1: here's the thing laurie that it's challenging that way but here's the thing is that i don't know who's going to accidentally cross paths with this book i have no idea who's going to see it by chance right because I've got some ideas regarding marketing wise mm-hmm. to try to get it out there to just plant it somewhere that it might cross paths with somebody that will look at it and, and say, maybe they'll start reading it right. and then before they know it, they're at the end and then they'll be like, I need to contact this person, speak to this person. And I'll be very, very honest that I don't think this book would have ever been written. It was never in me when I was in the, in the film business. This book was written because I was in the construction business. This book was written because I'm telling you the truth, it came out of sawdust. Like if I wasn't in the construction industry, and I'll just let everybody know because we haven't, I don't want to dive into details of of the story. But the thing is, it's not about construction. There's a a little bit of construction in there. I've thrown a character in there by the name of Manny, who's a site foreman, and he Mm -hmm. makes a really good mojito and, and, you know, the whole manito, right? That, That kind of thing. But I mean, it's not about construction. But this story was planted from construction. So like the and
0: sawdust has a role a huge role yeah. in this story yeah
1: and, and, and it's just connected so' I'm, I'm telling you that that wouldn't exist if I didn't have my construction right. career
0: and that's you know that's interesting because again it's where that creativity comes from is it just because you you know you were able to tap into it from an absence of something or is it something that you just um had had the time to reflect more on based on what you were doing because with the film industry i suspect you're kind of g- getting bombarded with all kinds of <laughs> <laughs> bella's doing all kinds of funny she, things she right likes now.
1: the back scratches she's <laughs> so funny <laughs> My baby um girl. yeah you know what's funny is that in the film business everybody <laughs> everybody has an idea in the film business right the thing is like i I very noisy i it's complete huge i used to joke all the time in the film film school and then film business because i worked on i worked on a number of um film productions just to volunteer and just get my feet wet and stuff like that and i used to always just under my breath just you know just tell myself sad films about winter right yeah that's that's what we were making in Canada. Sad <laughs> right. films. Because and they, this they, is
0: exactly that's what, what Canadian the, life is the, all about. That's the only
1: time they had to make films yeah. was in the wintertime. Right. That was the only time that they could make it for the cheapest dollar. Yeah. And there were always these depressing stories. Yeah.
0: Gray. Yeah. Yeah exactly and so
1: i was like i would work on these things over and over and over again and i'm like let me take a guess on how this is gonna end and i get it and then all <laughs> kind of a sudden of for some weird reason the the artist so to speak i guess the writer slash director slash producer slash multi-talented individual right. uh, you know like they think that that's an amazing story and i'm like sometimes it's not there's not not every story is amazing but maybe every story is going to take you to Right. into an amazing story
0: yeah it's definitely you know the eyes of the beholder right i mean this isn't going to resonate with everybody just no. like i started reading 50 shades and I like after a few chapters i just left it it was just like there was nothing in there for me
1: I, it, it didn't do anything for me i can't but i mean it's hugely successful of course which is great but there's lots of films and movies and and and, and story other stories that are huge that i don't agree with yeah But, I mean, it may not be for you. I I am for whatever being like...
0: That's a beautiful uh, thing about having different markets. Yeah, which is
1: great. I, I give the guys a little bit of a heads up that, you know, sure, there is some graphic language and graphic sexual situations right but i think it was done tastefully and it was done playfully and it wasn't i mean is it going to offend somebody maybe depends on who you are i don't know right yeah i mean i i I, a friend a good friend dimitri he he bought four copies and he was asking me he goes great i'm going to give one to my mother-in-law and i'm like oh
0: maybe not hang
1: on one sec and he goes well you know as long as it's not going to offend an older jewish woman i was like no, it won't. It'd be good. Right. <laughs> right. So as far as I know, but I was
0: going to say, how <laughs> would you know?
1: <laughs> but I, I, like, a, OK, if you, if you don't like you don't like it. But what if you do like it? And yeah, and just and that's that was the whole point is that I, I learned in film and in any kind of art that you can have a great story. You can have a great idea. But if you don't write it and get it out to other people to read it, yeah. then it's a bad story. And if you have a bad story and you get it out there and people read it and they like parts of it or they tell you that you should just, it educated you and you got further to the next story. And like I've always said that we all have stories of our own and we should all be sharing this.
0: But this was also a learning experience for you. I mean, you know, it's not just the story. It's the process for you that is now either encourage you to to move on by the way is the next book a continuation or It's is it not a, a continuation
1: story? it's the I'll, I'll say the next story has a lot of construction
0: Interesting in
1: it, right but it's also being based also on Also a love story There is an element Okay and I'm still I'm still grappling with how I'm going to portray that. Okay. Because I haven't completed all my notes yet on it. So I, I like I said, I've got my beginning, middle, and end. Right. But I don't have the key details that are finalizing certain certain segments of the story. And one of them obviously is that interaction between the main character and a woman. And I'm trying to figure out how do I set that up. But it is told in in the world of construction more. Okay. But it's told at more of a older perspective and it's more of a mentorship. Kind of, I look at the main characters more of the mentors that I've come across either in the film business, personal life, or in the construction business, okay. and I've put them all together. Yeah. And uh, and it just yeah, and there's a dog.
0: Another dog. There's
1: another dog, right? Okay. So is her name Bella? <laughs> no. <laughs> um.
0: So I had a question. Sorry. Oh, it was about. Do you feel more comfortable talking about the fact that, like, do you identify, oh my God, this is a really bad question. Do you identify as an author now?
1: Not yet. not. But it was the same.
0: So what's (sighs) going to take you to that realization or that acceptance? Well, isn't
1: it the theory that you're not a professional until you're compensated for what you do?
0: Well, maybe, but.
1: The moment you're compensated, that's when you're classified as a professional. Is that true?
0: Well, but it doesn't mean... I don't know that authors are considered, you know, a profession. I think that's more of an artistic form.
1: I could... Yeah, I guess even today, just driving around, I, I could I could definitely think that I'm an author, but I think I'm actually more of a... I mean, you
0: have a book, man.
1: I, I, I think I'm more of a bookseller right now okay. than an author. Okay. Because now my objective is to get the book out there to get the people.
0: So if you were to be honest with yourself completely and with... Your audience, what is it that's motivating you to write the next book?
1: There's more story to tell. Interesting. So even though I finished this, so story. so what
0: if what if you're you know, what about the Amabel letters is going to be, you know that, like that learning experience. Like what what do you what do you hope to take away from that experience in terms of acceptance? Like, do you think that's going to guide you?
1: if this succeeds you, right. or if it fails right. or if it's disliked forward? it it doesn't it will not affect the next that's story great. it has to like it just it 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 can't the next story still that's has great. to be told and it's just like and i've told you this because right. i know that you've got stories and yes. i've told the other person there and anybody that i speak to that wants to write something i tell them write right. it like it's it's write it just write it what's the worst that's going to happen? it's not going to be perfect the first of draft course. yeah but that's the beauty of it, is that you can go back, go for a walk, go for a shower, listen to music, whatever. You can finesse it.
0: Yeah, I mean, I guess my question is more about whether this is something that, going back to the side hustle thing, like, is this your side hustle now?
1: It's going to be a part of my life. Is it going to be monetary enough to be a side mm-hmm. hustle? I, d- I don't know. Like there's I mean, only I guess s-
0: you can decide how you how many books you publish eventually, yeah. if you're going to self-publish and...
1: Right now I'm not I'm not racing to get an agent. I'm not racing to try to get this to a publisher or whatever. Right. I'm being told that since you already self published yourself, they're gonna dismiss you because you eliminated them out of the picture. Hmm. And I'm like, so there's all these little rules right, and, these and
0: nuances he, about the, the industry think, that yeah. you kinda like. And I'm okay. like
1: kiss my ass. I don't right. like first of <laughs> all, like I don't like rules. Right. It doesn't make any sense to me. There's yeah. no there's no such thing as rules. There should never be rules, there should be guidelines. Right? Yeah. But and not I, rules.
0: And I mean if it's uh, if it's interesting enough to somebody, why would that be the indicator that you can't be published for the next book?
1: You can still be published. And, right. and okay, here's the beauty of social media. Okay, I've got a large following on social media, I've got a large following on the show mm-hmm. here, I've got a product that I've created, a story I've written, and a book that I've published. And now I have an opportunity to present that to that audience. Whether or not they're the perfect audience to look at that, that's debatable. I think a large portion of that audience has somebody in their life that potentially wants to read that story. Yeah. And so that's how I'm kind of connecting it. So in today's age, it's really fascinating that you can be self-published. And if you had enough balls, so to speak, yeah. right, that you've got the drive to get it out there, you can probably get it in front of so many more people. Listen,
0: my guess is that there are many agent-supported authors who still have the same struggle, so to speak. Probably, probably. You know, I don't think that everyone's book that gets picked up by a publisher or by an agent is a hit. No. So that's really all about, ultimately, again, it boils down to the story that you're telling and whether people can Relate to it, or if it's uh, you know if it resonates with them. Yeah, this is uh, this is something to consider for your you know for your next book. I mean, you know, there's no there's no barriers. You've done it once.
1: No, there's like that's the beauty of it is that okay, so fine.
0: Failure is. It's completely elusive at this and, point And
1: and when did you when did you find time to do this? That's yeah. the question. like we're we're always swamped with work. Yeah. And we talk about the construction life, how it's consuming, and we're working 12, 14 hour days. By the time you get off a site and you go home Especially and you gotta do quotes. All that yeah. stuff. So now all of a sudden you gotta put yourself in a creative space. And yeah. I've I've heard this from other creative people. It's yeah. like no, I've gotta the water's gotta be a certain temperature. Yeah. The sunlight's gotta be at a certain angle and the that no. Right. I I wrote this on a piece of crap. 14 year old MacBook Pro right. that is slow as hell. Yeah. It, but it has Word on it. And that's where I wrote it. And, and it's just, and I sat at a regular chair on a, an IKEA desk. Right. Like I didn't, I wasn't yeah. pampered and I don't right. need to be pampered to do that. I just, the story was there and you had to get it out there. Yeah. Sometimes I'd be inside my van on a job site and I'd be on my phone Those just typing of, yes. in, this yep. is what I need to add into this section. And then it gets connected. It's and amazing. Then I kept on just feeding Very organic. myself you have to do it that way so i don't think that you have to be that one person that has to have all the stars lined up to sit down to write something if that's you then great it's fine it wasn't me i don't think it'll ever be me i think i can actually sit down there's many times that i was like running late to go to work and I, yeah. and I was in a thought and i was in a thought and i had you to type it i had to keep on typing it and all of a sudden i'm like running a little late and i, I finally had to give up and go and then i take off and all of a sudden i'm driving and it's still spinning in my head and then you get to the job site and you finish the thought and you email it to yourself so you have it right. then the work day is done you go and there was lots of times that i'm on a site and i'm having a conversation with a tradesperson or a scenario and i'm like that's gonna go into the story that's gonna work right. really well and then it just kept on it was layers on top of layers on top of layers and that's how it all connected there's lots of things in the story that i see that a lot of people didn't see but right. there's a lot of things that people I'm, I'm proud of the fact that they they notice certain things mm-hmm. and they put and they piece it together but there's a lot, like it's it's a very heavy, like the other thing is that you start learning an average book is supposed to be 70,000 words. This right. one's 117,800 and change. Oh goodness. So, and it was even longer than that.
0: And there's 83 songs mentioned, Yeah. by the way.
1: <laughs> there's <laughs> lots of music in there. Yes. There's a lot, but I mean, I just- I counted. <laughs> there, I, I, kept on, there, I kept on having to explain certain things. Yes. Like I had to get this out. Yeah. And then a lot of the compliments were about how the way I got it out there- there's got to be some sort of connection in your real life that that's how that happened. And I'm like, that's how you wrote the story. Yeah. That's how it's all connected. Yeah. Right.
0: I, I found uh, the ease with which, you know, the present connected to the past and then back to the present. And like, it was a very seamless. Sometimes I had to go back and be like, okay, is this about Haley or Amabel? Cause yeah, it was yeah. like, they seemed so re- like, connected you get to the, the point where were it's evolving like, yeah, you're wondering like they're s- if they're both the same exactly person. Yeah. and and that's kind of where i thought that story was going to be honest with you i said okay well this is like you know she's she's had this i don't know revelation or this you know and then it's kind of like her memory brings her to this reality where she's repeating patterns and you know it kind of went in this weird
1: relationship and all of a sudden it's almost like deja vu oh But this is the the issue with relationships. You you didn't just say that, did you? You you really just said that? (laughs) I mean,
0: but, you know, and and you don't realize this until you really start to look closely at the relationships you have with people. It's like, I'm doing this again. And, you know, what is it about me that attracts this type of person? You know, I had a a failed relationship a couple years ago and I spoke to a friend of mine in New York and I was just like, I was kind of like exasperated about it. I'm just like, okay, I'm done. Like, I just, I can't. And he said, you know, and he said it to me as a true friend. He said, like, what is it about you that attracts this type of person? Like, you have to look at yourself. And if you haven't learned the lesson from your failed relationships... You will, and I know you're this now, you are going to repeat them. And, and it's <laughs> this is why it's so difficult, because unless you take a pause and do the hard work of sitting in your shit, so to speak, you're never going to change. And you're going to be destined to have a relationship that is very similar to one that you had when you were twenty. 30, or uh, you know, when you were 30 at 50, because you haven't evolved as a person or you haven't set those, you know, those boundaries. about and It's funny what you that need.
1: You, you bring that up, and that's the reason why Haley's surname is Santiana. right? And there's a famous doctor, mm. his name was that, and he explained that if you don't learn from your
0: mistakes,
1: you're destined to repeat it, yes. And that's a lot of what I loved about Haley because. I've was gone that through deliberate? That. Yeah, you. you Her it, name
0: was deliberate. A
1: hundred percent, it gotcha. was. See, it had to. Is, have been. These
0: are the nuances that are so, so important. Because the
1: thing is, that's what we do in relationships. Yes. Without even knowing that we're doing yes. it, we're we're just subconsciously, we're just basically going down the exact same path. Yeah. And at some point, she and us, everybody, yeah, has to finally say, I don't want to go through this again. Right. I don't need to go through this again. But it's just fitting. It's brought up in the book. Yeah. And then also Martin, who's, you know, her kind of connection, he brings it up as well too. Like reminds her that you realize and they both know that side and that's and she's she found that interesting. Right. That so was
0: was that uh, developing that side or having this character your own realization
1: yeah it's ba- that's basically what's going on that's right. why i say there's pieces of me going through mm-hmm. the whole thing i've been through certain scenarios of certain right. characters and i've gone through that and you learn and that's where the therapeutic side of it yeah am i am i a perfect significant other <laughs> no of course not None of us it are. doesn't exist yeah. right am i gonna be a better maybe based on this well, i do better know. for you possibly right but I mean, we also learn that with age and experience yes. we go through cer- certain things and all of a sudden we discover more things about ourselves yes and like you said earlier it's like you got to focus on yourself and i've told this to other people first fix yourself fix, yes. first fix me
0: it's so easy to look outside the right? rest it's, of your life
1: will be so much better if you yeah, first fix me for sure and and i mean Haley, that's her adventure the story because she does start a certain way and i'd like to think that she ends a different way yeah, because of the lessons learned through discovering these letters and through discovering who these people were but also rediscovering who her co-workers and friends were and also her mom and stuff like yeah. that yeah
0: I, I feel like she was quite stoic to yes. begin with yes and then uh did did soften up through the awareness of that relationship between amabel and joseph right yeah so. Um, and she, I feel like she actually simplified, not that, you know, not that Martin was a simple guy, but she, she abandoned a lot of the complexity, the, the image portrayal of the perfect partner and just kind of went with what was intuitively, you know, right for her. And I think a lot of people, nowadays again for perception for show the money the partner has to do this and the guy has to do that and she has to you know i talked to a friend of mine the other day who's a single guy but he's a single guy and he's like if you know anybody you know single and you know accomplished and you know (laughs) what school i need to know what school so i can check i can check her you know university degree and and it's just like really and i said to him i said you know i'm not going to mention names but i was like that is not what makes a person. I mean, I know guys who are, you know, people in general who, you know, male and female who didn't go to university, who are highly successful, highly functioning individuals of society. Yes. And don't have the arrogance of, you know, a privileged school or whatever, or the vice or the other way around, or some people has gone to school and they're just pieces Sometimes of Sometimes people
1: just need to just drop their guards. Right. Just like drop them.
0: But it's a, I think it's just a perception thing, and again, you know, the the influence of social media. And I mean, you know, I'm not like a dating site girl, but I mean, I've I've witnessed some things, and it's all about that immediate. Yeah. Okay. Yes. No. What can you yes. Give me? No. Yes. No. How can and, you
1: make my life better?
0: But it even. It's even as superficial as, you know, do they have hair or, <laughs> you know, like too much makeup or not enough makeup. And it's this this judgment thing that we're all kind of, you know, being evaluated based on one factor. Yeah. And that's kind of scary.
1: Someone brought up another point They're like they were asking me about the mounds of sawdust. Right. And I kept on planting them every so often. And, and she asked me, I just like I needed to know the connection behind that. And then I just said, the more relationships you get, like I keep on saying this, this is what I've learned is that it's right in front of you. It's yes. as obvious as a mountain of sawdust where it doesn't belong. Yeah. So it's there, but you're not seeing it. Why are you not seeing and isn't it? Isn't
0: that interesting? I mean, you know, I've had, uh, I've had friends who are in relationships with people they were, you know, friends with in high school that they never thought that they could have relationships with. And. <laughs>
1: She's like, she's like, she's
0: just an attention seeking little puppy. <laughs> oh my gosh.
1: <laughs> You're adorable. You should have She loves more <laughs> you.
0: Oh, that's so sweet.
1: <laughs> Sorry. Um, yeah, <laughs> no, no, no. I, I just wanted to get into, I guess because we've been talking about a story that I don't want to reveal too much about of course. it. But I mean, like, okay, so there's, it's, it's an interesting journey. I mean, it starts off a certain way. I've got lots of little jabs that I, I came up with the whole Uber thing. Yes. Which, which I thought was an interesting angle because I'm such an anti-Uber person. Yeah.
0: So now mm. were these characters, this is my question, were these characters those actors? Oh, yeah, or? for sure.
1: Oh. I always left it that way. Interesting. I, I always pictured it that way because I always thought, wouldn't it be interesting? It's if like these, Channing Tatum. Yeah, <laughs> these, these these specific <laughs> actors were driving Ubers.
0: That is hysterical. And then
1: everybody's not really thinking, that can't be the real person right but it is the real person and then they're just offering up some relationship advice while they're going around there but we're just kind of oblivious to it and it's the whole thing about it's right in front of you but you just you're kind of ignoring it yes and then obviously tessie the dog in the story she has a huge part in helping the i guess the group and specifically Haley, right discover certain key points yes in the story the connections right but I also and that is
0: I'm telling you, as and you can probably relate to this, but as a dog mom, I mean, I have had glimpses of clarity in her company that oh, I yeah, for that sure. I can't. I mean, I've I'm now my motto is I'd rather spend time with my dog than any yep. other human. Yeah, it's it's crazy because it's just you know they draw out. <laughs> she's so <laughs> she knows we're talking about her. Too. I know. She's like look at her <laughs> shirt, side eye with her tail half up so funny but um these glimpses of absolute clarity and love and unconditional love that you she like i just pour pour it was the same
1: with mine it's just like you could have the worst day yes the worst whatever going on and they just look at you and like they speak to you without saying a word oh my god and the then,
0: nonverbal. And, and this is and this is such a, a human thing because we're so used to having to talk and having to be burdened. I mean, if you ever read Osho or whatever, but he's got a very specific relationship with talking and words. And it's like you are you are burdening somebody by yep. saying too much. Yep. And whether it's an emotion or whatever, but it's just kind of it's it's really a call to reflect and go inward. You know, the nonverbal love that she just showed you and and yeah, you know hilarious. acceptance it was it was hilarious but this is and you know she drew you out of exactly what you were doing yeah and uh i mean i'll be walking with her at times in my own headspace and i've had some changes in my life in the last month and a half as you know and <laughs> she uh <laughs> to say the she, least <laughs> yeah to say the very least and she She'll nudge me in the middle of a walk, like, pay attention to me. And they know. And and she makes you present and she knows. They know. And no human has ever been able to call me to attention like she does.
1: I get along with dogs a lot better than I do with human beings, right? They're amazing.
0: I saw this thing Judge Judy said. She goes, and it was on the stand, and she said, you know, my kids don't care. You can do anything to my kids, but my dog i'll kill you like (laughs) she's like (laughs) flat out like there's there's no you know there's there's nothing there's nothing no negotiable when it comes to her dog and it's just kind of like i don't have kids so that's that's my child and i saw this other girl go into a gas station same thing and the the ladies the attendants like you can't let dogs in here she's like this this is my child yeah (laughs) you
1: you gotta understand that yeah
0: and you have to kind of like if you have a a pet you know and it could be a dog i
1: think cat, will, there will there will always be a dog in any one of my stories yeah. it just it's part it's of it's part it. of you yeah that's who it's i am of, yeah like everyone knows it's i do your
0: consciousness exactly
1: i don't have children but i had the two dogs yeah. and, and it's just in the story that dog and those dogs yes. were very critical in that story yeah. and it's the same thing that the dog in the next story is very critical right and it just there's purpose behind that for a lot of the reasons that you just shared right now yeah Dogs have this thing about it. So I mean it's it's really important how I, I wanted to do this show because I wanted tradespeople out there to understand that if there's something burning inside of you
0: you have to
1: do it. Maybe it's not construction related. Maybe it is construction related. I don't know what it is, but maybe there's everybody has more than one passion. Of course. Listen to it. Yeah. And and ignore the people and maybe do what I did. I didn't tell people. I didn't talk to I people. I think that
0: is crucial. I, I think, think that's so important. Tell I yourself. Think to just, yeah. Like and I'm like
1: talking family too. Of course. I didn't tell family. Yeah. I didn't tell close one or two friends of mine. If I had my dog still, <clears throat> I was probably going to be talking to them. Right because they wouldn't tell anybody. I yeah. know they wouldn't tell anybody. Yeah. But the thing is like that that if it's inside you, do it. Do it. Just do it and and
0: And it could be anything, right? What's the I mean, worst? it could it, it doesn't have to be writing. It could be I mean, I have I have friends who are in this, you know, in this business who are into fitness and bodybuilding and you know, whatever that passion Culinary, is. Culinary, anything. Exactly. Like cooking and Gardening. Um, there's the gardening thing. Yeah, but I do feel like there's a relation, but there's anything that kind of allows you to be like a creative side uh-huh. to yourself instead of the kind of like mechanical, responsive, productive, you know, stamp out stuff for my client. Like at the end of the day, you do feel depleted. And it was funny because I was thinking again on my walk this morning. I thought, I think it's kind of more difficult for men to do that because
1: we're not programmed. that Yeah, way.
0: I, it was it was interesting because there is something about you almost delve yourself completely into work whereas like again even when I you know in the construction industry I'd put 12 13 hour days in the business but I still made time for my family for my friends I would still go train you know in the morning I still did all those things but not even necessarily because it was part of my creative expression, but it was because it was, was expected of me. Yeah. Whereas the man's like the breadwinner, and that's pretty much all he kind of needs to do. Yeah, but those do. kind of... Those op- norms are changing. Yeah. I get it. But I, I d- it was interesting that I, that came to me this morning because I thought, wow, like, I can see where it could be more difficult for a man to say... Okay, kids. I had a twelve-hour day at home. Now I'm gonna go. Daddy's gonna go write a book, right? Whereas, you know what I mean? Whereas, kind (laughs) of. I totally
1: see what you're saying. It's just
0: like you know, it just or or I wanna. I'm gonna go make a casserole, you know. Like it's just kind of the expectation is different, and it's not. And it's just because of social norms. It's not because it's you should or shouldn't. But I just feel like there would be an element of, yeah, you know, women would be a little bit. Easier to convince than than men that you know you can do this, and kind that's of side why I was thing. kind
1: of sensitive about who I did right. speak to, right. At certain stages of it, yeah. And I haven't told general population until now.
0: But you know, the reality too is there's a whole bunch of unevolved, still unevolved people in this industry. I mean, this is the reality, right? Of Where course. it's just kind of like this is all you do, and that's it. Or if if you want to do something well, you just do it 110 yeah. percent, right? Yeah. Without what is it they say? Have a f- hobby that makes you money, uh, you know, a hobby that makes you healthy. and a ho- You know, so yeah. there's there's we are multifaceted individuals, it's right? It's just like there's, it's not
1: don't be so it's consumed. It's not just, yeah, with construction. It's not just
0: not even construction, but making money,
1: making money. It's true. And
0: this is the thing, right? It's kind of like. You know, it's like your work, 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 because, you know, you you just this is the outcome. And then, you know, at the beginning of the show, you're talking about, you know, we're going into some tough times. And it's kind of like those are actually the moments in which when you're highly stressed individual, where you should take the time to kind of say, I need to take a pause here. How how can I better? And I'm sure there were moments when you're writing your book that gave you clarity for your work.
1: For sure. It's, a, so it's only going to add
0: exactly. Yeah, and and you're going to be able to kind of share, understand that that process. Stepping away from something like you were stepping away from the book would give you clarity, but stepping away from the business would also give you clarity about how to handle a situation. But you're also more fulfilled. Yeah, and you know, you it's like the, the old you know kind of adage, which is a bit cliche, but it's like really you're not pouring from an empty cup. Like you have mm-hmm. to fill yourself with things that make you happy. And um, so I think that's why these things are so important. And, you know, and, and the construction industry kind of has a bad rap for stepping sideways.
1: Because we're taught that this is your guy, this is how right. it is, and you shouldn't be and doing anything. 24 hours uh, a day, yeah, you know, you know now
0: they passed this law where it's like, I heard it on the radio today, right? They were talking about it on the radio. It's like, oh, now if, you know, if you get called, uh, after hours oh, you don't yeah. have to you don't have to answer that the phone you don't crap. have to email and i'm just like was there any mention of I the construction t- t- industry on no, that? no nothing it was not, just right? it was just companies over 25 people Ugh. right which is nonsense because i mean and what is again what does that tell you about what's happening in society but this is a whole other podcast <laughs>
1: it just it just shows you it just, it's it's just interesting how i think the older you get yeah the more clarity you get and you get an understanding of it it's just a lot of people are so fixated on on focusing on this one thing to be perfect and yeah. perfection and i'm like don't forget about your own personal happiness yes and if it means that you have to write a book or if you have to draw a comic book or if you have to be a culinary artist you want to yes. cook or whatever you want painter yeah. musician yeah. what if you want to start recording stuff like there's there's ways there's things there's outlets there's people like, look into it. You'd be surprised if you have... Try having a conversation on a job site that's not construction related and you will discover oh. so much about so many people. Right. And you'll start to learn. Yes. Right? And I, and I know it's that...
0: that's all they are or yeah, holy smokes, look, exactly. this guy does this, this, and that. Like, I'm hoping yeah. that
1: someone else is... Considering writing a book, and they may reach out to me and ask me, manny can I pick your brain about that?" Right, I'll be more than happy to do that. I'll tell you exactly what I did and specifically what yeah. I went through and what to avoid and what to try and all this other crap. And then I'll help them. That's the whole objective here. Yeah, it's not about monetary sharing. This, this is not about making money. This was really about telling a story and getting out there. And I've known since I was a kid that you from, wanted to write a book. It's stories. Just stories. That's amazing. I've always known that I was a storyteller. Right. It's just storytelling today can be shared on so many different mediums. Yeah. So many, especially with digital age and social media and all kinds of stuff. You can share so many kinds of stories now. So if you're a storyteller, then by all means, embrace it and tell it and share it. You don't know who it's going to help change right. or help whatever yeah and i encourage anybody to go after some of that stuff yeah. and just figure it out and you're 100 right is that it's going to potentially also help your own career that you're currently at it's going to help your family your friends your significant other
0: it's, it's about fulfillment right yeah
1: it's also, it's yeah. just going to lead to happiness yeah. at that point right
0: yeah and this is a thing i think with people when when they have to like there's always seems to be like this not fear but this kind of um i idea where if you're you know if you're giving yourself the time to you know you're being selfish and it's like it's not, not about, really it's not no it's not because the selfish thing comes from how much you can take from other things from other people and from other experiences whereas with something like this you're gifting yeah to others you
1: forget to give you yeah like it's important to give you yeah
0: so what happens here for you? Are you going to, What's how, how are we going to get these books out uh, of okay, the market? So yeah,
1: everyone can go online, at, nice. and actually the other thing I think that you suggested to me, which made sense, and I was talking about it, is that if you definitely want a copy and you want to support it and buy it off of me, and if you're in the Toronto area, I'll even go as far as 100 and 150 kilometers. doesn't matter. I'll hand deliver it. Beautiful. And and I love it. I, get to meet I you. guess you were asking me about how do you consider yourself an author. And I'm like, I'm slowly becoming that way because a lot of people that have recently purchased a book have asked me to autograph it and right. sign it. And I'm like, okay, that kind of starts putting me in that oh, you're an author kind of thing. So you start signing it's amazing. it. Which I, I kind of, it's weird yeah i just find it weird even in the beginning of social media days guys were asking me for autographs too in construction and i just i thought it was still weird but i've still acknowledged and it just
0: manifestation i'm not
1: being a a dick about it or anything like that i'm I'm definitely going to be sure i'll sign it you know and they just okay maybe
0: well i want a signed copy i'll get you a sign for sure i'll sign (laughs) it
1: It, and it's just i'll get it out there so i guess from here is I want to get it out there. So anybody that wants to get a copy, you can either email me or DM me through construction social media, or you can actually email me through the website, which is www.theamabelletters.com. Okay. And then the email is info at theamabelletters.com letters.com you can dm me through tiktok uh, pinterest and it's going to be instagram Instagram, as well you could also reach out to my own email which is manny at the construction life okay and then you can go online to the website and purchase it right there but if you want me to deliver to save you the shipping charges and i'll get it to you right away and that's it so now the objective is to get it in people's hands and i'd love for people to read it and get back to me and tell me. Listen, Manny, it was share shit. their experience from it. Of course, <laughs> it was good. Review. It made me cry. It was. I, I. really liked it. I told. I mean, me, I'm sure
0: there's a, yeah. an opportunity for people to review the book on online those as well on yeah, the website. Exactly. You can leave a review
1: yeah. as well too, and you any can,
0: Amazon or anything like that.
1: There's Amazon e so Amazon okay. Kindle Canadian and almost Amazon Kindle America is there as well too. Right. So the U S.
0: You have a you have a worldwide following. So yeah, so it's just like I've
1: got it out there, and yeah. other the podcast as well too. So if anybody, I mean, I'll ship it to wherever right. it's just it's gonna cost a little costs more to more, ship it right? but I'll get you a copy what's and read what's the reading. price of the book it's 50 bucks because it costs it's so great. much to I went through the whole gamut it's, it's a I beautiful went cream book. paper I went french flaps I went yes. matte cover with emboss. I, like, I went all these little things because I wanted it a certain feeling and I'm telling you guys there's no, nothing better than creating something having it in a package and picking up proof I, and opening it up and going, I love the smell of books yeah. yeah
0: smell of books the feel of books the paper's important I mean I hate ebook readers. I e-booker. can't do it. Yeah, can't I'm, do it. I'm not. Even I'm when I get an email, I have to print it and read it. Maybe because really? we're old. No, I still I don't
1: know. no. But reading books, <laughs> I I still get hard books copies. Books are great. I have to do it's paper. Amazing. So it's I really so like. Please reach out, out to me. And the Spotify that out there. list we got. And the Spotify list, the music. I'm Trust gonna, me, you will love yeah, the music. the music's beautiful. Yeah. You
0: put it on when you're having dinner with your loved one, and there's there's such a wild gamut, you know, of of song genres. It's beautiful
1: there's lots of chapters there's lots of interesting characters and there's a lot of cameos from celebrities driving ubers yes um, there's lots of wine there's yes. lots of food food
0: lots of scenery
1: lots of scenery a lot of traveling it's um, great
0: dialogue yeah
1: there's lots of interesting dialogue and yeah. there's colorful dialogue and and then there's just
0: french italian spanish there's lots of Portuguese, language in there yeah.
1: yeah in different languages i made that on purpose and even on the website i actually developed blogs in different languages to talk about and Lots to talk about shoes. I mean, pay attention, guys, if you want. Just pay yes, attention to just shoes. Pay, yeah, that's
0: it. Doesn't, <laughs> Go online lipstick, and read the blogs
1: and, and get Chanel an understanding. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, that's all important stuff. So it's just.
0: The white shirt.
1: <laughs> I think she's got it. She's, she's got like, enough. okay,
0: time's up, guys. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but I, 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 I'm I very proud of the story. I'm very proud of the you book. You should be. I'm very proud of, like, it's out there now. And now it's up to them to figure it out. And And right now I'm just joking with some film friends where I'd like to make this into a movie. Well, because a lot of people like yourself and other people that read it, I could visualize the scenes. Yes. I can actually see yes. these scenes
0: and you can see people playing these characters, yeah. which yeah. would
1: be interesting. And that's a whole And that's a, a world that I'm familiar with. Yes. And I'd love it to yeah. happen. But we'll see. And then in the meantime, in the meantime, I'll you're doing you're, exactly. That's you're all. still pursuing your I'm still doing, not I'm still gonna doing s- the podcast. I'm still going to do the second book.
0: Exactly. The beautiful thing about this is it's out there and whether people love it or not, it's done. You've accomplished That's it So it's a beautiful so thing So I wanted
1: to try something Laurie where Do you think we can answer The 12 questions On behalf of Haley or Amabel Let's do it Let's see if we can Try okay. to do that
0: Are you gonna are, are we gonna do this jointly Or are you gonna ask me
1: No we'll do it jointly okay. So So maybe what I do is Okay well we both know The characters Yes You can be Amabel And I'll be Haley Okay Unless you want to The other way around or It's all good Let's go What is your favorite Construction word
0: Oh was my favorite construction word. Mm.
1: I could. You know what? I could actually be Annabelle because that I've got a word for that. Do you? What is it? Well, I was gonna say knee-high boots. Ah, boots. Boots. Because of their first visit on a construction site.
0: I was gonna say. <laughs> architecture but architecture, that's not no, really that yeah that works too
1: yeah so i get you know what well, we could both just answer on okay, both of the behalf of both of you them you know what
0: right? this will be an interesting exercise in perception Yeah, because then right? it gives the yeah, listeners like, an what idea what did i get from you from yeah. her, that character and what did you okay let's. What what is the
1: least favorite construction word oh my god we totally missed sawdust for the favorite construction word yeah but but that's the i don't think that was a word i no, think that yeah, was yeah, yeah, the yeah. experience so least favorite construction word
0: for Amabel.
1: I would say, like, for Haley, I would totally say something like um, getting things done. Like, never, things were never yeah. done around her place.
0: Yeah. So, what is that? Um, <laughs> procrastination? <laughs>
1: Could be procrastination. Yeah, totally uh, be I think for
0: Amabel, it was, like, I feel like she didn't particularly like being alone. So, like... Yeah. That you know, honey, I'm going to work. <laughs> you know, something like that where Josan would would leave her to go to work.
1: What would turn them on in construction? Getting stuff done.
0: Yeah, I think both of them. I think Emma Bell was very much um, a very classy, yep. high-end. Like, she just liked to see things come to fruition.
1: What do you think turned both of them off in construction?
0: The workload.
1: Yeah, just too much yeah. has to get done yeah uh what would their favorite curse word be
0: well i think Haley's would be like putana or something yeah like i that.
1: was just gonna say <laughs> and then and, and i think and, amabel's and, would be the italian or no the spanish version about uh cleaning light bulbs yeah As, yeah wiping well, light bulbs or something right which is a weird spanish curse word, curse word. what would their favorite car be or vehicle
0: well, did, I think Amabel's was a a Mini Cooper.
1: That was her own personal car, right? Yeah, but I, I think the they had motorcycle, the convertible. It, it convertible, and then I think the motorcycle's got to come in there somehow, yeah, at some point. And then least favorite car.
0: Um, where did she? I'm thinking something relating to the incident on the mountain.
1: I was gonna say just ubers in general. Yeah, for Haley.
0: For well, for Haley, yeah, cuz I yeah. think she she overdosed on Constantly those. On yeah, shows me Uber.
1: What construction sound or noise do you think they would love? Haley? The yeah. classical
0: music playing in the background. It's true.
1: Yeah, her playlist kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and
0: Amabel? Amabel, I feel like it's got to be Some blues song in the background.
1: Because of the beginning and stuff. Yeah. Construction sound and noise that they would hate. I guess silence. Yeah. Nothing's being done.
0: Haley, I feel like she heard a lot of noises in the story. Yeah. (laughs) Breaking things and...
1: (laughs) (laughs) Now, what profession do you think that they would attempt other than their own? So in the story, Amabel a grade school teacher. Yes. And then Haley is just a profession in the digital uh, landscape. So... I
0: feel like Amabel would have been like a model, like almost like a spokesperson for yeah. like high-end something like, you know, Bruno Cuccinelli or something. <laughs> Well, she just sounds so beautiful and stunning and striking.
1: What would Haley be? Haley? What other profession would she be?
0: I can see her being, well, like TV, still media stuff, but I can see her being like a TV girl.
1: What profession would they not like to do? I get the sense that neither one of them wants to really do construction.
0: I don't think they would either do. Yeah.
1: Uh, and then I guess last question. What would you like to <laughs> hear God say when you arrive at the pearly gates to both of them? To
0: both of them. I think Amabel would be.
1: Oh, actually, we can't reveal that. If you're going to say that.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I was going to say. Well, yeah, it might be telling. So we'll leave that alone.
1: Yeah. Haley. um, I don't know. I think
0: for both of them. Depends and I'm going to leave this. i No, I'm going to leave this for both of them. Yeah. You did it.
1: Mm, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Laurie, it's great to see you again. Good to see you. And again and again and again. Congratulations. Congratulations. Thanks for reading my it. My pleasure.
0: Uh, it was my pleasure. Thank you for letting me be one of the first. Yeah, to read this. And version. I hope my um, insight was helpful. Very much. And uh, I'm sure it's going to be a huge success. <laughs>
1: i hope so and again Stay everybody for please yeah there's gonna be a continuing story going on so everyone's like i think the wheels are always spinning that's the whole point
0: that's great
1: is that if you know who i am or anybody in construction yeah. the way i presented myself is that i'm always thinking about something other, other than, than construction but it's still somehow connected or related to or whatever and I, I definitely encourage anybody to reach out to me if they've got any questions regarding it or construction or the show or anything like that and if like just Embrace whatever you got going on in your life and just don't ever forget to find that happiness. I mean, happiness. engage. Yeah, right? that's engage. All it is. Let's that's do it. that. Okay, let's get out of here. I think Bella's got to... Where's she? She's she hungry. Out? She's hungry. That's what it she's is. She's hungry. All right, we're out of here.
0: <laughs> Good night.